0: night as we ended 21 days of prayer and fasting with a night of worship and uh, man if you if you were not able to be here or uh, didn't come for whatever reason I would encourage you um, don't miss it next time because man it's just a powerful a powerful moment when people come together with the sole purpose of lifting up the name of Jesus and no other agenda other than to lift up the name of Jesus and to make Him known, and to glorify Him, and uh, man, what a time it was last Sunday night. I want to mention just a few things coming up, and then uh, and then I'm going to get into the message today as we continue in our series, but this coming Saturday is uh, Serve Day at 1030, Save a Lot parking lot. We would love for you to be there and serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus with us. Uh, it's an awesome opportunity that we have uh, once a month, sometimes more than that, but where we uh, we get out in the community, and we serve, and we love on people. It's an opportunity. Man, it seems like every time there's an opportunity to pray for somebody or somebody needs to receive prayer, ask for prayer, and uh, we're meeting a tangible need. And so uh, it's a great time of, of even fellowship. But, man, come out this Saturday, 1030 at Save a Lot parking lot. We'll be out there for a couple of hours serving. And you can, if you want to bring something for that, you can go out in the lobby on your way out and uh, just check out at Impact Central and see if there's anything that we still have need of and you can be a part that way as well. Next Steps is coming up uh, next Sunday and the Sunday after, so this is a two-step process where we uh, give you our vision and mission and all of that information as a church. You can find out how you can get involved. Uh, We try to help you discover maybe what it is that God's put on the inside of you that you're gifted to do and uh, maybe some natural things inside of you, spiritual gifts inside of you that you didn't even recognize were there. Uh, we believe that every person needs to go through this because it's just such a vital uh, part of our church as we, uh, as we all get on the same page and we're all working toward the same mission and vision and serving together. So that's going to be during the 9 a.m. service next Sunday and the 13th. And so you can go to the 9, uh, attend that at 9 a.m. and then come in here at 1045. You don't have to miss a thing. And we would love for you to go through that. Super Bowl party on February the 13th at 5 p.m. right here. You can just bring whatever your favorite Super Bowl dish is. And uh, all the finger foods, all the things, come on, all the, all the pizza and chicken wings that these, these businesses are uh, going to sell in record numbers on Super Bowl weekend. So February 13th, we'd love to have you. Marriage conference on February the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. And uh, that's $40 per couple. You can register for that on the app or online and we would love for you to be here that evening. Also, child care will be provided, so if you need that, um, all of the you can register your kids also on there to uh, take advantage of that, and if you, if you need that, all of the, the proceeds for child care are going to go toward our youth camp this coming summer, and so uh, we'd love for you to take advantage of that. Child dedications are on February the 20th, um, so if you have a child that you've maybe never dedicated and you feel led to do that, or you've just had a child recently that you want to dedicate to the Lord, you can register for that online so we can be prepared for you on February the 20th, and uh, it's going to be a great time as we celebrate and pray over parents and and children together, and uh, I just want to take a moment, um, we like to do this uh, as a church and pray for another church in our community um, as often as we can. And we, we recognize that we're not the only church, and we're not the only church reaching people. We're not the only church that is uh, reaching out in the community. We're not the only church that is, is accomplishing the mission of Jesus or attempting to do that to the best of our ability. And so uh, today I want to pray for Pathway Church of God. And so if you'll join with me, we're going to pray for them and just believe that God's going to move in their services and that he's going to guide and lead them. So Lord, today we thank you. Uh, for the opportunity to gather in this room, but Lord, we recognize that this is not about us, right. that this is about you, and it's about your kingdom and uh, the Capital C Church, and Lord, today we, uh, we count it as a privilege to be able to lift up and pray for Pathway Church of God. Lord, we just believe there are so many incredible churches in our community, in our city, and surrounding areas, and Lord, uh, we just ask that you would bless them, that you would bless their leadership, you would bless their services, Lord, that people would be moved that people would be touched that there would be healing and God that you would just make yourself known in their church Lord I pray that you would bless them that your favor would be on them and everything that they do as they follow you guide and lead them in Jesus name come on and everybody said amen Amen. all right well we've been in a series um, if you've been a part of our church for the month of January that we've called transformed and so we have a word for the year every single year and we do a series on that as the Lord leads, and so we've been in a series called Transform. Today we are continuing in that uh, that thread of talking about being transformed, and uh, really one of our we're going to get to another verse in a moment because I want to talk to you about it a little more in depth. But one of our theme verses for this series has been 2 Corinthians three eighteen, where Paul is writing. Uh, to this group of believers, and he says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And in week one, we talked about specifically being trans- transformed into the image of Christ, but really, everything that we're talking about in this series is how we are being transformed. We're taking different areas. And different topics and different uh, areas of our lives where we may not have really allowed the Lord to transform us completely. How many of you, anybody, anybody ever held something back from God? (laughs) You're like, God, you can have all of me in every area except this one. Right. You can have all of me, except I don't really think that I can do this forgiveness thing. You can have all of me, except I really don't like I really don't want you to have all of my desires. You can have all of me, but I really don't want you to. I I just I want to hold on to and really remain in control of my finances and not surrender that to you and your leading like we, we have a tendency to. To hold back some things from God where he wants to transform us in certain areas of our lives. And we've talked about the verse where Jesus said, you know, I stand at the door and knock. And he's, he's not necessarily speaking that to unbelievers. He's speaking that to believers. That he's standing at the door knocking saying, hey, if you'll, if you'll let me in, I will come in and I will dine with you and you with me. And, and he wants to come in and he wants to transform your life from the inside out. Amen. But we have to open the door. We have to give him really... Access into our lives, and so today, as we continue with our series, I want to talk to you on a topic that when I when I first felt like the Lord put the word transformed on my heart back in, I think it was September, uh, that it would be our word for 2022 and where God was taking us. Um, then I, I began praying, God, what it, what does that look like, and what what areas do we need to be transformed in? What are you wanting to do, and the, The very first one that came to me that I made note of that we're going to talk about today was transformed thinking. Transformed thinking. There there are I would submit to all of us today that there are a lot of us that we struggle in the area of our thoughts. Come on, can we just be honest at church today? Um, I know you would look up here and you would say, well, well, you're a pastor. (laughs) <laughs> and I would probably make that same laugh if you were to come tell me, well, you're, I didn't realize that you struggled in the, in the area of thinking. We all struggle with our thoughts. Come on, is there anybody that would be honest at church today and say, you know what, I struggle, like I woke up this morning struggling with my thoughts. I, like on Wednesday when I got to work and somebody said that, I started struggling with my thinking. <laughs> My thinking went off, and I was it was like the very first area, and I know we're not talking about it until this is part four of our series, but the very first area that I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I want to do a transformative work in people's minds, because if our thinking is not right, as we're going to discover in some scripture today, (laughs) if our thinking is not right, then there are other things that end up not being right. Like our minds are a powerful thing. Our thought patterns are a powerful thing. The way that we think and the thoughts that we think have a profound impact on our lives. And I began asking this question that I want to ask you. Have you ever noticed how your thoughts seem to dictate your words? Your thoughts seem to dictate your attitude. Your thoughts seem to dictate your actions. I mean, it's it's almost like every area of your life is directed by how you think about that area of your life. How you feel is directed by how you think about your feelings. Like your, your thoughts dictate your words, your attitude, your actions. I love what Henry Ford, um, I, you probably heard this quote before that he made, but I love this quote and wanted to, to share it today. He said this, he said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Your thoughts are powerful. And I would even submit to you today that we are living our lives the way we are because of the way that we think. If you were to look at your life today and how you are living your life and decisions that you are making, it's because of your thought patterns. You are making decisions and you are doing things and living in a way that is is based off of how you think. It's how you thought about a situation or how you thought about something moving forward. So what are your thought patterns like? And just some questions to ask ourselves today. Do you tend to think the best in others or the worst in others? Do you tend to think your life will always be difficult? Do you tend to think that God really doesn't love you? Do you tend to think that relationships in your life will always fail? Do you tend to think about earthly things or about heavenly things? Do you, do you tend to think that, well, that person's always going to be that way? Do you tend to think, well, my life is all, just the story of my life. It's always going to be this way. This always happens to me. Listen, whether you think you can or you think you can't, however you're thinking about the situation, your thoughts are controlling your life. Yeah, that's good. What's going on in your mind is determining what you're doing. It's determining what your actions are, Amen. what your attitude is. As I was studying this topic and I was you know, thinking about thought patterns, imagine that, I discovered this quote, and, and some of you have heard of her, but her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she is a cognitive neuroscientist, and this is what she said that is so profound. She said, as we think, we change the physical nature of our brain." As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. Not as we let our minds run wild, but as we consciously direct our thinking. How are you doing in the area of consciously directing what you think about? How are you doing in the area of consciously directing? I'm going to direct what I think about. Because many of us would find ourselves in a place where we're thinking about the things that we're thinking about because it's what we're worried about or what we're anxious about or what we feel like will be best. But how are we doing with actually consciously directing our thoughts? Are you directing your thoughts or are your thoughts directing you? You're either directing your thoughts or your thoughts are directing you. Well, Pastor Gabe, all of this, it sounds really good, but what does this have to do with anything spiritual? Oh, it has a lot to do. (laughs) What does this have to do anything with my walk with Jesus? Oh, it has a lot to do with your walk with Jesus. You view God in your life based on how you think about him. If you think he's good, you will act like he's good. If you think that he's against you, you'll act like he's against you. You'll make decisions like he's against, like you have to figure it out because God is not for me. God doesn't see what's going on in my life, and so I need to take hold of the reins, and I need to do what I think is best. How we think about God determines how we serve God. Our thoughts are powerful, powerful. Our thoughts have a lot to do with our walk with the Lord. And scripture even speaks quite a bit about the importance of our thoughts. And it's vitally important that we start paying attention to the things that we're thinking about. I was I was. Going back and and reading through the Bible, and one of the things that stuck out to me is the very first thing. Think about this. The very first thing that the devil did in the Garden of Eden was plant a thought. Did God really say? I don't know. Adam, did God really say? Is God really for us? Is God really watching out for us? Or is God holding back? He planted a thought. And Adam and Eve both acted on a thought. They made a decision that changed, listen, your life. Based on a thought. Your thoughts are very powerful. Amen. And if we can get our thinking right, Come on. That's right. Yeah. if we can get our thinking right, I'm not telling you it would solve all of your problems. You're still going to have problems. Yeah. Amen. But the way that you think about your problems and the way that you think about the God that you serve yeah. would drastically change yeah. your actions, your attitude, yeah. your perspective. Yeah all of these areas of your life that you may not have even realized are being controlled by your thinking and how you think so here's my first point today I believe as followers of Jesus that we have to be intentional to guard your thoughts and I want to talk about this for just a moment and I've just got two points today because I'm going to spend a little bit of time on each one because I want to dig in a little bit um, and not just get, because we we can read scripture about how we need to guard our thoughts and, and we're going to read it in just a moment. Some translations say guard your heart and we'll talk about that, that it's really the same thing. But we have to be so intentional to guard our thoughts. If our thoughts are that powerful, why do we not guard them? And we allow any thought to just come into our mind. Why is it so important that we Guard our thoughts or pay attention to what we're thinking about. Here are just a couple of verses to look at today. Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. Some translations say, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs four twenty-three. Look at this. Be careful what you think. Because your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think about. Because your thoughts actually run your life. And I was processing this in my mind. How Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived, was writing down advice under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he said that our thoughts will literally run our lives. Pro- he, he's writing down all of this wisdom. When God said, you can ask me for Anything, And he said, here's what I want. Here's what I want. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. And out of that wisdom, he's writing down advice that we would have preserved for thousands of years so that we could look back on it and think not, ooh, that's outdated, but "Mm, there's something to that. That he would say, you need to be careful what you think about. You need to be careful where you let your mind wander to. Because the things that you think about will run your life. Some translations use the word think or thoughts, and some use the word heart. And and the meaning of the original Greek word in this verse is describing, if you look it up, it's describing your inner man or your mind. So when it says guard your heart or guard your thoughts or be careful what you think about, it's all talking about your mind, your inner man, how you process the things going on in your life. And so your thoughts are powerful, and I want to submit some questions to you this morning just to think about. Have you ever made a decision that you regretted because of your thought patterns? Listen, you ever quit a job because of what you were thinking? (laughs) Right? Have you ever, you ever, listen, you ever left a spouse because of what you were thinking? You ever known somebody who left their spouse because of thought patterns? Well, I thought it would be better over there. Well, I thought, I had a thought. I heard a pastor preach one time on a message. He said, I caught a thought. Some of us caught a thought, and it led us in this direction in our lives. You ever, you ever (laughs) talking about decisions that we've made that were based on thought patterns that maybe we've regretted? Um, You ever went into debt because of thought patterns? I need it now, Pastor Gabe. If I have that, I'll feel better. If I have that, my life wouldn't seem so chaotic. If we, had, if we just had more space in our house, if we just got a different house, then the kids wouldn't get on my nerves as much as they do right now. It's a thought pattern. And a lot of times we find ourselves in places that we didn't want to be, but what put us there was actions that we took based on what we thought. Right, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Right. Have you ever done something because of your thoughts, and then once you got there and you did it, then you thought, well, that wasn't what I thought it would be like. <laughs> and so you had a, you had a thought, That if I did this, and then after you got there, or after you accomplished it, or after you went there, or after you did that thing, then you look back and you thought, that's not what I thought it would be like. You ever ever think that maybe Adam and Eve looked back and and they thought to themselves, we thought wrong. (laughs) The enemy planted a thought in our minds and we acted on that thought. And look at where it got us. Your thoughts really do matter. Have you ever fell into depression based on what you were constantly thinking about? You dwelt on thoughts long enough that they led you into a dark place. Have you ever formed hard feelings towards someone because you were thinking about what you thought they were thinking about you? I thought that they were thinking this about me, so I formed hard feelings toward them. And bitterness took root in my heart because of a thought. Be careful what you think because your thoughts will run your life. Have you ever been having a great day and then your thoughts began to run wild? And you started thinking about that person? Oh, I'm preaching now. Or you started thinking about that thing? You've been having a you've been having a just a just a great day. You woke up, you thought today, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And then you started thinking about them. (laughs) And all of a sudden you're mad. And you're snapping at everybody. And you don't like your job anymore. And you don't understand why you have to work with them. And you started thinking about that thing, that thing that you thought you wanted. And then you convinced yourself, you're like, OK, no, we don't really need that thing. And now I'm thinking about that thing again. And what was a great day. Now it's not a great day because I saw them driving that thing. And I want one of those things to drive. <laughs> Listen, your thoughts matter. What does it have to do with my spiritual life? What does it have to do with my walk with the Lord? Your thoughts dictate how you live your life. So we've got to get our thoughts right. Your thoughts can change your entire viewpoint on something. Your thoughts can change your entire attitude towards someone. Your thoughts can cause you to do things and act ways that you normally wouldn't. Your thoughts can form your opinion about something or about someone. And, uh, you know, we, we even think we walk by groups of people and we think they're probably talking about me. Our thoughts are are they're running our lives, and many times it's not even things that happen that direct our lives and actions, but it's simply what we think might happen that directs our lives and directs our actions. And when the Bible says to be careful, or in some translations it says to guard your thoughts or guard your, your, your heart, it uses a term, a word that can be translated as to watch or to observe or even to besiege. And Solomon writes this down and he says, you need to guard your thoughts. You need to guard your heart. You need to besiege. And what does besiege mean? To surround in order to capture it or force its surrender. Yeah. Solomon said, here's what you need to do. You need to surround your thoughts, capture them, and force them to surrender. Surrender. Our thoughts are so powerful and that's why I believe that Paul said it this way to the Corinthian believers and to us today in 2 Corinthians 10:5 he says we tear down arguments and every presumption Set up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do you think that Paul, who was going through some things and writing some letters and it had a lot of turmoil in his life and was trying to, to share the gospel with people and people were coming against what he was doing and he's on these missionary journeys and he's facing all of these hard times and all of these hard things. Do you ever think that he might have had a thought? And he says, here's what what we've got to do. Here's what we do. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. Listen to me for a moment. Your thoughts determine how you read your Bible. Because sometimes we're reading our Bible based on thought patterns that we already have. Trying to get our Bible to say what we want it to say instead of allowing the word of God to transform our mind so that we begin to think the way that God thinks and the way that the Holy Spirit inspired, inspired people to write it down so that we would have it to read thousands of years later, not so that we could make it say what we want it to say, but so it would change our thought patterns and in turn change the way that we live our lives. Our thoughts matter. We have to learn to subdue our thoughts instead of allowing them to run wild in our minds. And listen to this statement. The answer to capturing your thoughts is right there in Scripture, hidden in plain sight. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. The powerful effects of prayer and meditation have been well documented in recent years. Again, confirming what Christians should already know. Capturing your thoughts requires stillness, something most Americans and many Christians have no time for. And as long as we have no time for prayer and we have no time, our thoughts, our emotions, and our feelings will continue calling the shots. Be still and know that I am God. Many of us don't take time to think about the things of God and the psalmist wrote it down and said here be still and know that I am God and I love the way that this writer put it as long as we have no time for prayer as long as we have no time to get still in the presence of God then our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings will continue calling the shots in our lives our thoughts matter And so here's the question today, and then we're going to move on to point number two. Are your thoughts, emotions, and feelings going to continue calling the shots in your life? Or are you going to do the necessary work of renewing your mind and guarding your thoughts and taking those thoughts captive? Be still and know that he is God. We've got to guard our thoughts because our thoughts will run our lives. And here's point number two. As a follower of Jesus, you have to be intentional to receive God's thoughts. And I want you to think about this for a moment. Have you ever had a bad habit or something that you wanted to stop doing? That you knew this is not the will of God for my life. And you thought, if I can just stop that, then everything will be better. But you never replaced it. And so you stopped it for about three weeks. But it was never replaced with anything that was godly. It wasn't replaced with scripture. It wasn't replaced with serving. It wasn't replaced. Whatever whatever your thing is, you can pray about it and God will say, okay, instead of that, I can help you overcome that and let's replace it with this. Wow, we, have to, we have to receive God's thoughts. Well, how do we know what God's thoughts are? Well, number one, I'm going to read some scripture in just a moment that I believe tells us exactly what we need to think about. But there is... Um, there is a verse, and this is one of our theme verses that I want to I dive into for just a moment. It's Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. Not changing the way that you act. Not by changing how you speak. Although there are power in your words, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But he says, let God change you or transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And the Greek word here for the word think is the word noose. And here's what it means. The God given capacity of each person to think or reason. The mind, mental capacity to exercise reflective thinking. The organ of receiving God's thoughts through The organ of receiving God's thoughts through faith. So when I read this and I put it in in that picture, then to me it looks like, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think, by receiving through faith God's thoughts. Here's how you are transformed into a new person. It's when you start receiving God's thoughts by faith. And instead of thinking the way that I've always thought about that, now I'm beginning to, I'm, I'm beginning to allow God. It, he's transforming my mind. I'm receiving his thoughts. I'm in the scripture. I'm in my Bible, and I'm finding out, hey, here's what I'm supposed to think about. Here's how I'm supposed to take other thoughts captive. Here's how I'm supposed to replace that with this. Here's how I'm supposed to operate in this way. We need to allow God to change the way that we think so that we can receive his thoughts through faith. And so what does it look like to start thinking about the right things, which will in turn change our lives? I love Philippians chapter four, verses six through eight, because and and I want to break this down into really three things that I felt like the Lord showed me through this that are very basic, but very powerful. Romans chapter four, verses six through eight. Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, can I just submit to you? Many of us are looking for peace, and there's your verse. There's your verse. Two verses right there on this is is the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It it, it happens after we we put this into practice. And then he goes on in verse 8. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true... Whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Think on these things. You know what? You know what I feel like the Lord? Because this is something the Lord is teaching me in real time. So this is something I'm speaking to you as the Lord is teaching me even in studying for this. And preparing for this. That three things. That we see Paul I think gives us instruction. And here's what he says. Here's the first one. He says don't be anxious. Which caused me to start thinking. What causes anxiety. Most of the time. What I think about. He says don't be anxious about anything. Instead. Pray about everything. Don't be anxious. In other words, here's, here's one way that we can begin to overcome the mental battle. Is not to be anxious, not to allow our thoughts to lead us to anxiety. Because we're thinking about that or we're thinking about what might happen. Or we're thinking about what what, what should have happened. Or we're thinking about all of these things. He says, don't be anxious, but instead pray about everything. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, when you have a thought, yeah. when you have a thought, you pray about it. Yeah. And immediately what would what would happen in your life and in my life whenever I had a thought or you had a thought that didn't line up with the word of God, that we knew was a condemning thought, that we knew was coming from the enemy that was not true and not pure and not honorable and not admirable and not anything that was just described in the verses that we just read. If instead of just dwelling on the thought, When we had the thought, we immediately said, I better pray about that. What would our lives look like? I can tell you. Because Paul tells us. This is what he says. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, pray about, don't be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will what? Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. Stop letting your thoughts run wild and run your life. Instead, take that to the Lord in prayer and say, God, you know right now, you know every thought before I ever even thought it and so you know this thought that just came into my mind and so if this is not of you, then I want it removed from my mind and I make it obedient to Christ. And I thank you That I don't have to act on that thought. That I don't have to dwell on that thought. Instead, I'm going to think about something that's true. I'm going to think about something that's honorable, that's right, that's pure, that's lovely, that's admirable, that's excellent, or that's praiseworthy. I'm going to think about these things, and I'm going to take all my anxious thoughts and all the thoughts that cause me anxiety to you in prayer. And I'm going to thank you in advance that you are renewing my mind. You are renewing my mind. So the first thing I see, don't be anxious. And I think anxiety most of the time is caused by our thoughts. And then pray about what's going through your mind. I said this when, when we were we were about seven days into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to just, just from me, from my perspective, my opinion, my advice. This is nothing like, you're not going to find this in the Bible, I don't think. But to pray what's on your heart, pray what's on your mind. It might be right here. Amen. That instead of being anxious for anything, to pray about what's on your heart. Right. Pray about what's on your mind. Pray about what you're going through. Pray about how the enemy keeps planting thoughts after thought after thought after thought after thought in your mind. Right. And you feel like you're under mental attack. Pray about What's going through your mind and then replace the wrong thoughts with the right thoughts. It's just like, listen, it's just like a bad habit. If you just set out to stop the bad habit, you might stop it for a while. But if you don't replace it with the right thing, right. you'll eventually end up right back where you were. Because there is a void that has to be filled. And let me tell you, your flesh will feel it. Your flesh will fill it. And so we've got to replace it with the right thing. We've got to take our thoughts captive, replace the wrong thoughts with the right thoughts. And I love this statement that every now and then I read this over the last couple of weeks. Every now and then I meet someone who is different. You know, the ones these people see the world differently. They're calm. Nothing seems to shake them ever. They're almost impossible to offend, and they listen much more than they talk. They love everyone, even their enemies. Their joy and peace are infectious. When I encounter someone like this, I leave wondering what awesome sauce they take and where I could buy a jar. (laughs) People who are different understand Philippians 4.8. They choose love. They choose to see God's image in everyone. They choose good and they ruthlessly eliminate negativity. What you choose to see determines your reality. You have the power to change your reality by shifting your focus. You have the power to change. allow God to transform you into a new person by changing the way that you Changing what you focus on, changing what you are zoned in on, changing the way that you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act in this world and change your mind is even the central theme of the, one of the first things that Jesus said as he began to preach. Jesus has been baptized, he's fasted in the wilderness, he's been tempted by the devil, and now he's beginning his ministry, and here's what the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 4 verse 17, he says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Do you know what repent means? Change your mind. And then if you go on and you read the ministry of Jesus, what did Jesus go around? What the, the... Sermon after sermon after sermon, crowds are gathering. He says, you've heard it said this way, but here's what I tell you. Change your mind. Here's what you thought was right, but here's what I've came to present to you. Change your mind. Repent of what you've been doing. Change your mind. Repent of how you've seen it before. Change your mind. And it says that Jesus, from that time on, He began his ministry and he began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus basically announces to everyone, I'm here and it's time to change the way you've been thinking. The kingdom of heaven is here. I am God with you. And it's time to change your mind. It's time to change the way that you've been thinking about your life. You've been thinking about God. You've been thinking about it's time to change the way that you've been thinking. Jesus was communicating that we have to change the way that we think about things because it's the way our lives begin to change. Jesus challenged people to change their thinking because regardless how many times you read through the Bible, if your mind doesn't change, you will simply impose your biases and your labels on the words that you read. It all begins here. It all begins here. Don't bring the worship team back. Just a few other verses that I want to read to you as we close today, because all throughout Scripture, we see the importance of our thoughts and we see the importance of how we think. Ephesians chapter four, verses 21 through 24 says, if in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus revealed in his life and personified in him that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self completely disregard discard your former nature which is being corrupted through deceitful desires and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind having a fresh untarnished mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image godlike in the righteousness and holiness of the truth living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation look at colossians chapter 3 Starting in verse one, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above which where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value for you died to this world and you and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Your thoughts matter. (coughs) Will you stand to your feet today? I want to make this statement and then I want to challenge us to do some things as we go throughout our week. And hopefully they'll become a habit for you. don't have the power, listen to me you don't have the power to change your thoughts you can't control the thoughts that the enemy sends your way but you can control whether or not you listen or whether you take them captive and you submit them to God So you're not going to walk out of here and never have another negative thought. You're not going to walk out of here and never start thinking about them again. You're not going to walk out of here and not be reminded of what happened to you three years ago. But you do have the power to submit those thoughts, to take your thoughts captive and submit them and make them obedient to Christ. And God, listen, God wants to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing the way you think. Why? Be careful what you think. Because your thoughts will run and so I want to challenge us just with a few things, and then we're going to sing. I want to challenge you to look up scriptures about the power of your thoughts. I want to challenge you to look up scriptures about the things that we're instructed to think about. Like we just read in Philippians 4, eight. Think about these things. Think about these things. I want to challenge you to look up scriptures about God's thoughts toward you. Some of our minds could be renewed whenever we got a correct perspective of how God sees us. And how God thinks about us. So look up, find, find some scriptures about God's thoughts about you. And I want you to do this. When you, and, and make a list. I, I've done this before on note cards and I'll put it in my Bible. I'll have a note card that'll have just different scriptures about like worry. And I'll look up scriptures about worry. And so if I begin to worry, I can go through there and I can read these scriptures. So look up, find, find God's thoughts about you. Find, find the things in Scripture, not your opinion. Your opinion is going to get you, you're not going to end up where you want to be with your opinion. You find you find in the Word of God, this is what I'm called to think about. This is what God thinks about me. And you write those things down. And here's, and here's what I want you to do with it. I want you to speak it out loud, read them out loud every day. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god i love what lena said that sometimes whenever she listens to the word of god she seems to get more out of it because i can relate sometimes i read it words on a page and then i have to go back and read it again i'm like i don't even know if i really got what i just read so sometimes I'll turn on an audio Bible and open my Bible and I'll follow along as it's reading and there will be things that will jump off the page to me as I'm hearing it I'm I'm seeing it with my eyes and I'm hearing it with my ears and I'm like wow that's what God said that's what was written down and I want you to declare out loud God's word not your opinion God's word over yourself, over your thoughts, over your mind, and allow God, as Romans 12, 2 tells us, allow God to transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts will run your life. They will run your life. So Lord, today we thank you for your word. God, so many places in your word where you have You have a desire to guide our thoughts and to lead our thoughts and for us to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to your word and to guard our hearts and guard our thoughts because our thoughts will run our lives. It's our thoughts that a lot of times dictate what we do and how we see the world and how we see other people and how we live our lives and even how we follow you. And so help us to ask ourselves the question today, are my thoughts dictating my relationship with you or is my relationship with you dictating what I think about? And Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to be able to make the changes. And that ultimately, you would change us from the inside out. That you would transform us into a new person by changing the way that we think. Lord, we may not be able to control the thoughts that come into our mind, but we can control if we continue to think about them, if we continue to dwell on them, if we continue to let them lead us, or if we're going to lead our thoughts. Help us to consciously direct our thoughts to your word, to your word. Lord, I pray over every person in this room and those watching online, God, that there would be a transformative work as we go through our week, as we go through our days, as we go through the next month, God, that you would begin to transform us from the inside out. And Holy Spirit, I pray as we sing this last song, if there's anybody here today who needs prayer for anything in their life, that you would draw them for prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.